rocking out. They did the uh, classic jam <coughs> ending. That's my favorite uh, rock ending. Yeah, I had to look. I had to let that play out, dude. Sorry, that was no. You got to. And the best part about those rock endings too is uh, the beat right before everyone has to hold, and then they all hold their instruments high up in the air for and like a long pause. Yeah, you, you milk the audience, and then you hit it, man. <laughs> oh man, it's beautiful. Everyone explodes. That's how you rock. Another rocker <laughs> from the back in the day, man. That was a great tune. How crazy is that? Uh, it's considered back in the day, right? Got like 20 years on that one. Come on. At least, dude. I was, <coughs> I was thinking this might be one of the most underrated songs of our time. That album kicks all the way through, actually. I recommend it. I never heard the album, really. The whole thing is on fire. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great tune, dude. And I remember not, like, you know, the music video killed that song because it's really gay, but... I don't remember the music video offhand but he's like the original tranny dude super gay hey you know uh he's got some talent so i don't care what your preference is you know here's the best part look at this 20 years ago i didn't know or care who was a tranny if you had some talent i felt like your music kicked it i was into it yeah good call good call now the identity shits all in everyone's face get that out of here just show me some talent yeah. Titties and talent, man. It's the only thing I'm looking for. TNT. Yeah. Titties and talent. And that's uh, <laughs> why people come and join our little show here. <laughs> to hear the titties and talent commentary. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's class. Nothing, <laughs> nothing but class. Nothing but, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of class, dude, I called our little brother the other day, man. Oh, and how is the uh, how's the fella doing? Uh, for those that don't know, there's a third. There's a third to this. There's a little, you know. He's called a third leg guy. to this tripod. All right, yeah. We got three brothers. Uh, Frank and I here, as you guys can hear, we talk for six hours a week on the podcast. Then we also talk for like a few hours outside the podcast. We have longer, right? better podcasts on the phone after the podcast, actually. Uh, just, you guys who listen know <laughs> it cuts off at the best part, but you have no idea what happens in the post-conversation. It gets. It's raunchy. The, the gems. Jesus Christ. But anyways, our other brother, I haven't talked to him in like two, three months. He left me a message on my birthday at two in the morning. Yeah, Florida man. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so I called him up. I, I, I called him. I called him the other day. He finally answers. He's like, "I'm at work." And I was like, "I was like, what time you get off, man? Give me a call." And he goes, oh, "I get off at 2 Ooh. Uh, yeah. I was like, "Dude, well, I wake up at four. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> to go to work. Like, That's right. I was like, "Just call me at four, right? I don't know." I haven't heard from him since. Yeah, well, that's a opposite schedule going on there. I used to be a barman myself for many years. You live in the night. You are not a day man. You're a night man. Day man. Yeah, much like the famed <laughs> Charlie Day. <laughs> the play from Always Sunny. Yes, it's very similar. Great, great. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Lifestyle, I don't know. Man. It's a... Uh... Because yeah, it's very hard to reconcile that when you're like, uh, 
Because, dude, you're you're falling asleep when I'm waking up. That's like we're never gonna talk. He's and not falling asleep. Really, I mean, you get home at two, maybe, right? If you're you're working the bar scene, you're hanging out. Uh, you don't <laughs> get home. Coke. Well, yeah, you're staying awake, however means necessary, and you probably uh, don't get home till like uh, three or four, and you probably don't go to sleep till about six. Yeah, not exaggerating. And so that lifestyle it definitely wears on people. Here's what's crazy. I've worked in some bars where I'm sharing positions and jobs with people who are in their 50s, and I was in my 20s, and I'm just thinking, man, how do you keep rolling like that? It gets rough, dude. (laughs) So, uh, young man's You know what I heard from an old guy, and I thought it was the best, uh, I I think it's the best quote for getting old, is... He says, uh, he said, uh, he said, well, I wake up and then I do everything that I want to do. And then around one, two o'clock, I'm really sore and tired. Wow. And I look and I look in the mirror and I realize, oh yeah, I got old. Oh, that's heartbreaking. (laughs) He's talking about, he goes, but. He's like, but every morning you wake up and you f- just, you feel like, and I don't know, it really got me because I'm 35, dude, but I wake up, I've, man, you wake up and I feel like I'm still like, you know, oh, 15 yeah. years old. Yeah. I don't know, fuck, I'll go take out the world. That's right. Dude, by noon? Oh, I'm ready for a nap. Wow, noon. Oh, man. What did well, that I guy say? Two six. o'clock? I started at six, though. Mm. Come on, fuck that guy. Nah, I mean, I was impressed. I was just going to say. I'm down for the count by one or two o'clock, and this guy's older. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in bad shape, man. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, I was trying to get into cycling for a little bit many years ago, and I was uh, training for a ride. Then you realized you don't like sucking dick. Yes, yeah, yeah, I got out of that phase. It's a phase. <laughs> Yeah, that face started dating women. That's right. Jesus yeah, Christ, I got back Frank. into chicks. Don't tell me these things, man. So uh, I was kind of riding up this hill, and I was struggling, and this guy who was like 85 passed me up instead of like, or 82. He's like, I'm 82, and he's passing me up. And I'm just like, man, this, this is crazy. How did he do it? And he was just going really slow. You know what you should have said? Uh, he was already gone. I couldn't even, re- I was like dying. Yeah. I almost like passed out. I was, I couldn't breathe. The- in that moment, you should say, I'm not on TRT. TRT. Testosterone replacement. <laughs> Frank, you, are, you would fail the army, dude. You do not know acronyms. <laughs> you failed the BIPOC, the LGBTQ+, the fucking <laughs> TRT. God damn, dude. TRT could be like tight rectal twitch. Who knows uh, what that well, is? You get that from the testosterone replacement. <laughs> Not good with acronyms. I pulled out tight rectal twitch out of my ass. <laughs> Are you good at making up BS? <laughs> What's a turf? Oh, it's a trans international. Uh, oh, rec- trans exclusionary <laughs> radical feminist freak. Come on. No, no, I'm looking at my European turfs out there. It's with an eye. Turf with an eye. Trans-international <laughs> recreational feminisms. 
It's a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, Frank. I don't know why this is so hard for you. I'm three-quarters way through the title, all right? <laughs> I'm almost there. It's testosterone replacement therapy. <laughs> the trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Frank, if you can't keep up with these, how do you even listen to Joe Rogan? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to get through an episode. I'm not going to lie. I'm doing so much Googling. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take that alpha brain, Frank. <laughs> Fucking up your uh, your acronyms here. <laughs> Man, I am out of it. I can't believe this. Yeah. Trans exclusionary radical feminists. It's not that hard, guys. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen is I'm not gonna be able to speak to people in 30 years. There's going to be, like, people in their 20s, uh, and I, no, I will no. have no... Did you say... Like, impossible no, no. 2052? Frank, you can't speak to people in 2020. <laughs> Go to an elementary school and try <laughs> to talk to these kids. I'm telling you right to. now, dude. I'm too scared. They're saying words that we don't know. Dude, you know what's really, you know what's really crazy? <laughs> Do I know a crazy fact? Like, we literally have a language that they can't understand, and that's cursive. Oh, they, that's awesome. They they, oh, my God. They don't teach cursive anymore. So if you write in cursive, like below a certain age, dude, you write in cursive, they they can't read it. You know, I'm gonna go the other way and start speaking ultra proper, like Shakespearean English. I swear to God, they don't know, dude. I'm, I'm dude. <laughs> Do you know what the argument I had the other day? <laughs> Do you want to know the argument I had? I am very excited for this one. With a group of people that are supposed to be teaching me, they were like. No, you don't understand this plumbing thing. It's gonna be like it's like a federal thing, and I go, no, it's not. And they're like, no, it's it's a federal thing, and I go, it's not a federal thing. The federal government has nothing to do with the state code on plumbing. All right. And they were like, no, 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 it's across the, it's like across the entire country. And I was like, it's national. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's federal, dude. And I was like, no, 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 it's national, not federal. And they were like. No, 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 it's like federal, dude, it's the whole country. And I was like, no, 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 federal? <laughs> <laughs> like, federal? This is a federal program? That's what they were saying. This is a federal program. And I was like, no, 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 federal is like, am I wrong? Like, federal program <laughs> is like D.C. started this program. <laughs> right? And like national is this private organization that operates across the nation, which is what you're talking about, right? I feel like we need to go and create <laughs> this new language, not a new language, just use the older language. Like we should go wave. Like have you seen letters written? I'm in a I'm in a world where you people don't know the difference between fucking federal and national. Let's go back to, have you seen these letters written in the colonial times? I think we should start writing and talking like that again. It'll blow people's minds. They won't be able to keep up. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, speak that way in front of the kids. <laughs> I told you, dude. It's, you listen to the kids talk in the hallway. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it all acronyms? Is that why... No, it's not happen? English, dude. It's idiocracy. They're speaking stupid English. It could be... They're, spe uh, they're speaking like... I don't know. Well, what is it? Is it like um, a new combined... Where they combine words? 
shrink words no, down and combine it's them? like uh i don't even know how, i like can't even talk like it without sounding really stupid but like they say it they sound good saying it because they do it like weird but they're pretty much saying like yo i don't yo i know do good no do good and i was like and it's like are you speaking english or like i said it the other on the other episode dude it's like it's like you guys are born in america and like this is the only language you speak how are you not like i'm not asking you to, 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 to do it proper but i mean basic grammar when you're speaking would help I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I have no idea. I'm not interacting with the youth on that level. And it happens to be once a week where a kid will like try to explain to me where to go in the school. So I'm clearly lost. And I don't know what they're saying. And I'm just getting basic directions within a building. You can't talk to him? There's no uh I can't talk to him. No, I can't talk to him. I don't want to and I don't I, I can't. Like I don't understand. I literally don't understand him. I need some uh, reporting on this, like some, rec- like I need you to bust out a recorder and get get some action. I I want to hear it. What's the? Uh... All right, so I'm sitting there, <laughs> right? We're covered in shit, and we're working on this thing. And this girls, these girls come in, and this one girl goes, <laughs> "What'd she say? Something about the poo." Uh, we were like, "What?" And then we were like, I can't, I can't remember how she said it. I'm sure it's impossible. Uh, you, you know, you're she, not was like, she was like, yeah, as soon as you say you fit in the pool. And we're like, what? As soon as you say you fit in the pool. We're like, what? I don't know what you're saying. We didn't, and then uh, apparently, like, dude, no joke, a teacher had to, like, tell us. They say you're fi- fixing the pool. And we were like, no, we don't even know there's a pool here. We're doing the sewer. <laughs> so there's just a whole new uh, form of English. And it was like, dude, on. the way they were saying it, the way they talk is like, like you know, like the music. You can't, you can't understand it. We need to go back to the old days when things were simpler and we could understand what we were listening to. Right? No, no, because back then our parents couldn't understand it. We were listening to 50 Cent. They couldn't mm. understand 50 Cent. So uh, I was watching recently those old claymation uh, videos for Christmas. Do you remember those? Like the Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, those were the best. The Rudolph? Yes, Rudolph was on oh, first. The best one. And then afterwards was the Santa Claus is coming mm. to town. And <clears throat> those are classics, right? Like, come on, everybody. Everybody loves those. We were growing up with those. There, uh, there was a section in this the Santa Claus story, you know, where he grows up and becomes the guy who's trying to give away gifts, and there's the Burgermeister, Meister Burger guy who runs the town, and he bans gifts and all that stuff, and Santa's, like, showing up. Do you, do you remember this? No. You don't remember the, the whole story? Mm-mm. Well, it's classic. But anyways... <laughs> There's this section, dude. And look, I love the simple times. I love the old times. I love old and day music. I love it. And I love the nostalgia behind all this shit, but there's a part in this movie 
I'm just gonna play the. I'm gonna play a clip from. I have it. This is Santa Claus coming time. This is where he starts giving out the gifts to the kids. And I just wanna. I wanna hear how you, f what you think of these lyrics. Really pay attention to the lyrics. Well, what do you say you help me hand out these presents? Huh? It's it's too big a job for one oversized Kringle and a little lost penguin. <laughs> oh, what a good girl! Singing to the girl. Oh, what a good boy. Holding them up on his lap. Oh, what a big smile. All because of a toy. If you sit on my lap today, a kiss, a toy is the price you'll pay. When Whoa! If you sit on my lap today, a kiss and toy is the... Price a kiss pay. a toy. A kiss a toy is the price. It's a kiss for a toy. <laughs> kiss a toy is the price you pay. You kiss on my dick will give you two. <laughs> In a whisper, be prepared to pay. Be prepared to pay, you kiddo. Sit on my lap today. A kiss a toy is the price you pay. <laughs> what is this shit? When you sit on my lap, don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. Be to pay. If whenever you take. I love that. You take a big dick, you give your little dick back, you know? What the fuck is this, bro? Dude, this is legit. I feel molested listening to this. This is a real fucking part of the movie, dude. How did this man sing this song? Like a man sing this song. Don't be stingy, young fella. Give me that kiss. It's the price you'll pay. <laughs> it was For a toy. Sing by. That was sang by Fred Astaire. Dude, it's the weirdest thing. I wow. I rewound it because Emma was outside and she came back and I'm like, did do you remember this movie? No way, dude. Are you serious right now? It's in the soundtrack. I found it very easily. It's on Ute. It's very searchable. It's a legit scene in this movie. And the lyrics are unreal. So they've always been trying to molest kids, huh? This is a fucking weird one, man. I don't know. It's It's been right there in our face all this time. I just... I'm not huge on, like... A Sit on my lap. <laughs> I was just kind of freaked out watching. I've like, been sitting this? on my lap and giving me a kiss. It's like, ah, wow. I don't remember that tradition. I mean, I'm halfway there. You know what I'm saying? Oh <laughs> well, and then I dug a little deeper and I found out the um, writer of the song and executive producer was none other than Michael Jackson. Hello, little boys. <laughs> it's me again. That's right. It's okay to sleep with boys. <laughs> Sit on my lap. It's okay. <laughs> Give me a kiss Don't now. Don't be stingy. <laughs> 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 it's the price you pay, little boy. <laughs> I knew it. Executive produced also by Jeffrey Epstein. You wouldn't, uh, How do you wouldn't. pay the man who has all the money in the world? <laughs> all the money in the world. <laughs> 
shocking stuff indeed he was collecting a lot of royalties from what i read but uh yeah what a fucking weirdo clip and song it's what the fuck was dude, i literally feel molested from that song dude what the fuck was that i and again i'm not a huge guy on like the pete comet pizza QAnon stuff i'm really not into all of that but like uh you know, I I do believe that the Jeffrey Epstein thing is a part of a larger, wider absolutely, dude, yeah, you know, situation. Yeah. And I believe Hollywood's been involved. Listen, for when the ever. drug cartel wants, listen, the drug cartels, right? They want to bring in truckloads of of drugs, right? Yeah. So they're gonna send in ten, and they're gonna tip off the border patrol to one of them, <laughs> right? Sure. Jeffrey Epstein was the one. Sure thing, but... They tip you off to one so that you don't even worry about the other nine. You think you caught everything. This movie was made for kids. This is grooming. Yeah. That was back in the day when you could. This is when the parents could turn it on and leave the room for 30 minutes. Yeah. So the kid is sitting there watching this, and it's like, oh, it's okay to kiss the old guy. And then I started thinking about, like, guys who become Santa Claus, like, at the malls, and they're, like, into... I, I everything kind of started oh, warping. Dude, I know. Kind of started I've warping never in my head. Santa Claus, dude. You know, like, find me a picture. If you find me a picture of me as a kid. Not crying around Santa Claus, I get you $100. Here's my I thing. I fucking have yeah, never trusted that guy. <laughs> well, I'm uncomfortable around one kid. A line of them wanting to interact with me, that's a hell that I, if I've ever dreamed of one. you know. But I don't like, want them walking by when I'm rotting a fucking drinking fountain. You know what I'm saying? They're crying yeah. and upset. It's crazy. Uh, so then I started thinking about all that stuff. I'm like, man, this, is, this dude, whole the other thing day, is kind of The other day, I was carrying my equipment down the stairs and like... Like, way ahead of me, this kid just fucking tripped and fell. I don't even know how he tripped and fell. And all I could think is, like, I really hope they don't blame me. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I don't even want to be around a kid in case, like, these kids just, like, fall. You know? Like, ugh. Emma and I went to our favorite sandwich shop. I took you there. It's the the place with all the the gnome statues everywhere and uh, fantastic subs, great place. And they were packed because of the World Cup and we were sitting by this table that had these, they had to seat this, like these two families with these like five kids and the kids, man, were just berserker and they were just terrorizing (laughs) this like little section and uh, do you know what's crazy? Savaggio. Dude, it was absolute madness at this like these two tables that were combined. And everybody, everybody in this whole place was just standing like minimum ten feet from this whole section. Like nobody wanted to go near it. It was just the because I'm not kidding. There were several times where one of them, one of the random kids, just went flying into your eyesight. You know, just like flying. And then the Sandwiches. climbing on the pole. Oh, it was, just, it was total insanity. And there were people walking around with beers and sandwiches and stuff. And it was just, it was madness. And uh, my favorite part about the table was it, it were, there were these two tables put together. 
but never at one time were either one actually together because of all the madness with the kids. And <laughs> both were always pointing in wild, crooked directions. <laughs> You know, like wildly insane angles that make no sense for people like consuming food or beverages. And it was just the kids crawling in and out of the crevices and like Lego blocks scattering everywhere, you know, like, you know, the goldfish are just being thrown around. And it's just like it was just insanity in this little section, in this one section, man. I love it, dude. It was awesome. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I love like the family with like the three kids. Yes, it's fa- oh, dude, the kid. Oh. One one guy started Man. twisting the other guy's arm. Then the other guy started <laughs> punching the other guy. <laughs> they were on the dude, floor wrestling. It was great. I love it because it always makes me think of like mom and dad. You see these two young like people, like they're, they're our age, man. In their thirties. They got these three kids. And you're just like, oh, you guys are just tired. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I said, uh, I was talking about the sausage making and Jack's boys were there. Man, those guys, just endless amounts of energy. So much. It's beautiful. It's good. It's exhausting if you're an adult around it. And then to like sign up to be Santa Claus and then I'm watching Santa Claus movie and all of a sudden they're singing pedo songs. I'm like, okay, I got a little. uh, Yeah, what the I'm starting to chalk up a few issues with Santa Claus here. I love the holiday, but whoa. No, no, no. Your opinion about other people's kids should be like, ah, oh, that's great. I, you know, I wish I was a kid. That's great. Yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. Yes. The, the minute you say like, oh, you know, I'm going to put on this suit and have him sit on my lap. Like, whoa. <laughs> you know, uh, tell Jimmy to come sit on my lap. Uh, give me a kiss <laughs> and tell him what kind of gift he wants. Hey, when he comes sits on my lap, don't be stingy with them kisses. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking weirdest thing I've ever heard, dude. <laughs> don't be stingy. Yeah. Oh, what's with the two kisses? I thought I told you, don't be stingy. <laughs> what do I look like? This is Christmas, not Hanukkah. Don't be stingy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who do we look like over here, dude? Just a Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Did I come here dressed as a menorah? No, just a Santa. Don't be stingy. The fuck? Give me them kisses. There was some other part where he's like, I'm gonna it was like give it to you like big and small. It was like all this weird yeah, stuff. That's what he's like. <laughs> it was such a creepy song. Yeah, you give me your little dick, I'm gonna give you my big dick. It's gonna be good, Frank. It's a fair tra- it's a fair trade. Once again, I have reason to believe it was written by Michael Jackson. So uh, you know that's, that's uh, he would have done way bad. better. There was no moonwalk, there was no pizzazz, <laughs> you know? Michael Jackson rapes your kid. There's a little pizzazz involved. You know that is old Hollywood. That's Fred Astaire. Weird, weird, wild stuff with that shit. In my opinion, uh, don't be stingy. Don't. That's be the st- fucking weirdest. Check thing it I've out, heard, please. Man. I implore everyone go check it out. It's all over the place. You could. We all remember it. Santa Claus is. Oh, where time. are you going? Put your kid on my lap and tell him don't be stingy <laughs> with the fucking kisses this time. You know, like what? <laughs> What? Are you Santa? Or what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Come on now. That's why I put it on. I literally, cl- I had to clip it. I was, Emma, she didn't understand. I'm like, this is crazy. Does anyone think this is crazy? Because I think it's crazy. But Hey, kid, hurry up. Don't be stingy with the kisses. This dick doesn't stay hard forever. You know <laughs> oh what I'm saying? Like, what is going I'm just saying, man. This is so fucking weird. No, it's, it's, that it's is a creepy so song. Weird. It's a freaking creepy-ass song. And, and then what do you say about, like, kiss... I don't know. I remember... It says something about, like, 
kissing all over or something. I the whole know. thing is really sick and twisted and weird. And yeah. like I said, it's designed for kids. The purpose at the time, think of when it came out, you, t- you turn on the TV for the kiddos, especially back then. Yeah, and you, walked away. you could do your Christmas stuff and hang out, whatever it was. And all, all I, I remember watching this as a kid, man. I think we had it on VHS, honestly. Probably. So I never really bought into like the extreme uh, kind of uh, they're grooming the kids, you know, like with the whole drag queen show and stuff i i kind of find that to be more outrageous than like uh scary if that makes sense no actually this is scarier this is scarier this this freaked me out this i really believed i was like this is the actual like grooming they were talking about yeah where you're like subliminal you're it's a subliminal kind of messaging to the child in my opinion because we watched that as kids like that's wow and you don't think anything of it but i think like here I am as an adult, and it was on TV, and I saw it, and we were just chilling, and we were laughing at it. I would never say it. any of that to a kid. The whole scene is so bizarre. I implore everyone to go YouTube <laughs> it, turn it on TV, whatever. The movie itself is like 30 minutes long. <laughs> and like For some reason, they thought for a minute 50, let's talk about uh, having some kids give us some kisses. <laughs> <laughs> they show penetration or no? Well, you be the judge, all right? I don't want to, like, uh, you know, get... This is YouTube or Pornhub. Where did I find this at? <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, we live in sick times, man. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking oh, of... Uh, threw me through a loop with that one. I, I knew I would, too. Give, give you credit for that one, dude. I put it on the docket. Here's the best part. I think... Uh, I threw it onto the docket as, uh, what is it here? Uh, sit on my lap. <laughs> so, I didn't even know. Oh, okay. It's the, na- it's the it title now. of the song. That's the name of the song? Sit on my lap? I'm pretty sure it's called sit on my lap when I, or sit on Santa's lap. And it's, mm. a, yeah, and, and Santa Claus is coming to town clip. You know what? I'm going to start putting that in like my Tinder profile and then start showing up to the first date dressed as Santa. <laughs> Sit on my lap, baby. Don't be stingy. <laughs> what I'm saying? Don't be stingy. That's so creepy, dude. <laughs> you could be creepier than don't be stingy. No. That's so that, gross, dude, dude. It's part of the chorus. That's the worst part. Like They repeat it like five times. It's horrible. Like, like nobody else except an old man raping a child is saying, don't be stingy. Don't like, I've never heard that in my life. There's, there's no scenario where you're not a sleazeball saying, don't be stingy. Or a Jew. I'm just kidding. That was for Kanye. Like, don't Kyrie us over here, all right? That was for Kanye. Uh, that was for Kanye and Kyrie. Look, McKay's. But seriously, you're, at, you're getting a swarm. Did you add one more K to that and we're in trouble. <laughs> Hopefully they don't meet a Kevin. Anywhere you say don't be stingy, you're an asshole. There's, you know, there's no, there's no way you're, no, you're, right. you're saying that line to somebody uh, and you're a good guy. So you're saying that to some kids about some kisses? I got some dude, questions, Sandy. Speaking of molesting kids, dude, speaking of molesting kids, terrible people, and Kyrie Irving. Uh, 
I think I found your answer to the uh, Dwayne Wade child thing. Whoa. Oh, man. I'm a huge fan of this saga, if you will. Dude, first year he's he's eligible. They're putting him in the Hall of Fame. D-Wade? Dwayne Wade. Don't tell me that's because of his basketball skills and not because of his fucking transgender kid that he's fighting for. Right? I don't know. He's he won several championships. I he I, I get it. I've seen the stats and he's good. And I don't doubt that he should one day be in the Hall of Fame. But first year eligible? Yeah, I would I would toss him in there. The way they're portraying so I He's a three time NBA a, champion. Did you hear about this? No, I I didn't okay, know this is the best part, people, because Frank watches sports. <laughs> so the only people talking about this are not sports. I heard about it because it's in the left-wing loop. Was this TMZ we're talking here? No, this is like uh, Democracy Now. All right. Yeah, um, this is like deep left. They're like, they love it because he's not. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't get in. He's been nominated for uh, the Hall of Fame. Sure. So are uh, several people that we grew up watching. Uh, it's kind of an exciting time. But, but Dwayne I, Wade? I support it. I like Dwayne Wade. He's a Chicago native. He <sighs> He's a three-time champion. I believe he won an MVP, maybe, and even a finals MVP. The thing he's doing with his kid is fucked. I don't know if it plays into it. Maybe it does because NBA is super woke culture Absolutely, time. Absolutely, dude. So it's possible. But I think that without the son situation or the transitioning uh, kid situation, he he was probably going to be a first-timer anyways. He's beloved in, in the NBA. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I, I, didn't, I, I honestly, I didn't know because I don't really know. But if you say so, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I will say this. I'll concede. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll give you this in as far as they're going to make a huge deal of it, and he's going to use it as a platform to promote the equality, equity, that well, whole thing. He's going. My to. whole problem is he would have never got it without the platform he's been given, and he's only been given that platform because of the kid. Dude, you... Nobody talks about players. I don't know. It kills me that like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Kyrie's will never, a sad situation. We'll never get it. Here's what gets me about Dwayne Wade. Why I've kind of uh, been into the story with the saga, if you will, with his uh, kid's name and all that and likeness. But uh, Dwayne Wade's career ended a, a good while ago, and he's been pretty irrelevant as a player in the NBA for a long time and he's constantly in the news he's really good at pr him and his wife i've talked about it all the time his wife he's gabriel the, he's Union, the dj khalid of basketball he's just constantly he's very good at keeping himself exposed and out there and being talked yeah. about in the press and so the kid the situation with the kid the reason why it bothered me so much really is because it's an uh another avenue for Dwayne wade to stay publicly relevant post nba and he's using his yeah. kid's transition, which is, it, it's what it is. But I, you know, Dwayne Wade 
you probably don't know this, but there's this huge push to make him like a, a celebrity host for all these game shows and all this stuff. And it kind of has... No, a, that's what you told me his wife is, right? His wife does it too. And it's just not like a... Same with Steph Curry and his wife. They're just... You're not game show hosts. You're basketball players. Play basketball, right? Or or talk about it or coach it. But you're not game show hosts. I'm sorry. No, it's just you true. play until you can't play, and then you coach or you do TV. Charles Barkley is fantastic and hilarious on NBA on the NBA show he does, but he's not a stand-up comic. No, right, right. And he can't do a sitcom. And, and, and he's also not a virologist. So he's not going to give you, you know what I mean? (laughs) So Dwayne Wade, I see your angle. I'm into it. I support it. And I would say probably given the rings he has, the Hall of Famers he's played with, and his kind of stature in the NBA, I I could totally see him being a first-timer going in there. If you say it's it's good, I'll I'll go with it. I'll concede. He's a Chicago boy, Mike, and we must support and represent at all times. So, City of big shoulders, baby. That's why you made it. We outperform everybody. <laughs> you know what Jodger used to say? No. When, when people would leave Chicago, he used to say, this is the ocean. If you can't make it here, you can't make it anywhere. So you can go, but you ain't going to make it. Wow. <laughs> Wow. You would always say you got to make it in the ocean first, and then you can dominate the lake. That's great. I love Because <laughs> yeah. it's better to be a big fish in a small pond, right? Mike. But nowhere do you grow faster than the ocean. You send know? that, write that down, and mail it to Lori Lightfoot <laughs> and all of Chicago. Uh, Frank, I don't know. I don't think you realize how drunk I am. I already forgot it. Uh, that should go on like the license plates for Illinois. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, this is the ocean. You you make it, you you know. And, and to be honest with you, it's what happened. People work for those that don't know. The thing about Chicago is you come here, you bust your ass, you work, you break your back for twenty, thirty years, and then you le- and then you get this amazing pension and retirement, and then you leave. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because you made it in the ocean, and now you go thrive in a pond. You know, where you're getting four or five thousand dollars a month for retirement and you're sitting in Arizona, you know, living like a king. Absolutely, man. And it's hard living in the Midwest, especially around the lakes. And uh, you know what I always say, man, we're in the middle of fucking shit. Dude, we're in the middle of the Midwest. What else do you have to do but go to work? Ain't nothing <laughs> else to do here. <laughs> Go to work. Well, it's, <laughs> Watch the prices right. Go to work. Ain't nothing else to do. It's somewhere warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Yeah, you get a little AC, a little heat. Yeah, work is a good call, dude. <laughs> One well, thing about work, they got air conditioning. Well, speaking of the Midwest and Hall of Famers, if you will, uh, we have uh, the passing of Franco Harris this week. And Mike, I am a big sports fan fanatic as you had mentioned and franco harris is part of uh one of the greatest considered the greatest plays in nfl history the immaculate reception and it was a touchdown pass thrown by terry bradshaw bounced off the uh, franco caught it scores the touchdown they win he the guy won like four super bowls he's just an absolute master um 
they were going to celebrate on Saturday or Sunday. I don't know when the game was or supposed to, it's going to be played, but <clears throat> it's the 50th anniversary of this catch. And they were going to celebrate it this weekend and he died. The 50th anniversary? Yeah, they had this whole plan. They're going to do this whole thing. He was going to come out on the field. They're going to do this big celebration of it and he died. Dude, hold on. I'm watching it right now. Oh my God. This is. Mike is still learning volume control on his uh, microphone there. Sorry, I'm sorry. This is a new new show. We're still figuring that out. Oh, my God. So that's the immaculate reception. And uh, (laughs) I wanted to talk about it. Mike, obviously watch it. We're going to pay a little homage and listen to the news clip. Sad news. The great Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris died overnight. Mm. He was one of the biggest names on the Pittsburgh Steelers team that won four Super Bowls in the 1970s. Harris scored one of the most famous touchdowns in NFL history. The so-called immaculate reception. That happened 50 years ago this week. Mm. He was just 72 years old. And David, just a few days ago, I had the pleasure of speaking with Harris about that iconic play. You're an icon around here. And because of your career and what you have stood for, on Christmas Eve, they're retiring your number, right? Yes, they are. And he was 25, huh? Only three individuals. This is the third Christmas Day number in the 90-year history of the Steelers that will be retired. What an honor! And 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 you know the. Steelers are about defense, right? No doubt. Oh, oh my God, that catch. So I feel honored that the first offensive, <laughs> oh my God. First offensive jersey. That's a big deal, Frank. To, you, know, you know, to be retired. It's yes, a big it, deal. It's uh, quite an honor. I, I mean, I was really speechless and taken back. I mean, that blew my mind. I mean, that's how we feel today. Because you haven't even aired that interview yet. Yeah, we're going to air the full interview tomorrow. It's the 50th Mm -hmm. anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, so make sure you tune in to that. He looked Um, great. He looked great. He was moving around great. His heart was so full because of the celebration. Poor choice of words in the age of myocarditis, my man. Around this play, it being the 50th anniversary, and us being at the museum where there were so many pieces from his career, from his Super Bowl ring, his cleats, jerseys, everything. Mm. The play was iconic. But Frank Harris as a man was an icon yes. because of what he did on and off the field. I always admired him. It's so jarring, isn't it? Because you just talked it's to him and so sat with him. Yeah, he, he was in the Italian army. And he looked great. He looked great. Really and good. as we left uh, Pittsburgh, you know, you just sit and you talk with people. Most of them recognize me from football, and they all described Frank as if he was a family member. You'll be missed. What a what a rocker. What a great player. Wow, dude, this guy. I don't think. You, wow. This guy's an yeah, unbelievable man. man. Yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about him. No, I'm really glad you brought him up. No dude. vaccine jokes. No, <laughs> nothing, huh? <laughs> no, I well, I do believe that this uh, this is the year of incredible amounts of unknown deaths. I don't know what it means, but I'm not wrong. We've had a fantastical amount of celebrity deaths. The excess death, uh, excess mortality rates are through the roof for all age groups. Uh, I'm not going to say that this was what it was, but come on, man. This guy yeah, was healthy. He looked healthy. No, miss- Everyone talked about how healthy he was, and, you know, but anyways. I misspoke. He was, his dad, apparently his dad was a World War II vet. 
from uh, served in Italy. Not him. So it's crazy that now this thing's going to be a memorial, essentially, instead of a celebration on uh, Saturday. Pretty wild stuff. Dude, this guy, though, that, that catch, man. Wow. Great you know catch. what I love about it is uh, the camera didn't even catch it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's, they weren't even focused on the... It, it was such a crazy catch. For those that can't see the video, the court, he throws it, it bounces out of this guy's hands <laughs> like 10 yards back. And out of nowhere, this dude like sweeps it up right off the ground and just fucking runs it in. It's maybe the most famous play in NFL history. stuff huh yeah that's crazy poor guy nope. lived a good life though dude 70 years old anything in your 70s for a nfl player is amazing from that time they didn't even know about ct you know yeah would you say kind of that's mostly what plays into these nfl players uh going going down i feel like it is you know they I, the brain damage especially for these guys who played in the 60s and 70s man they they had almost plus no protection man. plus they were definitely taking like sub like stuff that's sure. illegal now yeah absolutely and i i just always thought like uh we were only <laughs> Dude, if you watch the video of this guy one thing you'll notice is after the touchdown he runs into like the cameraman and everything he is like three times the size as everybody around him like these guys <laughs> were on the best steroids and test out they were taking like Shit straight from a bull's testicle, you know? <laughs> sounds, sounds like it's good stuff, man. You know what I mean? Are you talking about uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters? Because they're delicious, sir. Come on out. No, nah, but it. you know what I mean, dude. They're taking whatever they can get. These guys were huge back then. Well, also back then, and you need to kind of take a closer look at a modern-day game uh, when it comes up on Saturday. Their shoulder pads were enormous. Back in those Enormous. days. Yeah. And it made them look like hulking beasts. No, one thing I noticed right away is not only... Uh, I didn't never really look at the shoulder pads, but the, the pants. They're wearing thigh pads, yeah. knee pads. Thick-ass pads, pads. Everywhere. Hip pads. You know, it was like... Remember when we played football in, in the oh, Little yeah. League? Like, you had pads yeah. in your pants. Yeah, I had the like, helmet where um, if you hit someone hard enough... You'd hear the pop, 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 and then you'd have to go to the sideline, and they'd have to pump up the uh, little pad things in your helmet. <laughs> I never had that. No, you had that. Oh, that's why I'm dumber than you. See? That's how- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I was as smart that's, as you. That's how it works, my man. <laughs> that, that's how you got the creativity. <laughs> yeah, that just knocked a few cells to the other side of the brain. I guess. Uh, it's... <laughs> Those were great times, though, and if you look at the players, they're just, uh, they got all the pads, and then especially the linebackers back then, they would do the extra pad on the shoulder pad for the neck, that, like, uh, right. kind of bullhorn Dude, looking. back in the day, it was about the pads, right? Because you looked scary as fucking hell yeah. with all the pads on. You oh, you put enormous. the black shield on the face, and then, and then the face mask was, like, as many bars as you could possibly <laughs> fit on a face mask. <laughs> 
Remember? Well, yeah, definitely. The more that was badass, dude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you right, dude. You made you the pads on the traps, pads on the shoulders. Oh, dude, the guy with the arm pads—he didn't fuck around. That was the scariest guy who had the strap-on arm pads. I went over the knuckles. You knew he was punching. You knew that guy was coming in just yeah, oh, yeah. red hot. Knuckle pads, dude. They even had pads on the knuckles. To punch. Why else do you have <laughs> knuckle pads? It's to fucking punch. It's to punch guys with other pads. I'm going to knock that helmet sideways. <laughs> that was, that the, was the best part yes. back in the day. You could punch. There was no rule against it. <laughs> I miss the day in football where people, the coaches would argue there's no rule against it. You know? <laughs> We've become such pussies nowadays. That's the problem with football is it was the sport of no pussy. You know? And like, you can't have it both ways with football. You right? watch that clip of Franco Harris and the, look at how disgusting and ragged. No, no, it's like massive, giant, like, testosterone roided out <laughs> dudes, right? This guy looks like he shouldn't even be able to run. Like, you ever see an elk run? Like, just too big and muscular. What are you doing running? You know? Like, you don't believe you can't run. Am I wrong? Or, like, dude, no, this guy's like... These are freight trains running into each other. And this guy just catches this ball... Yeah. The athleticism of that freight train is unbelievable, you know? Everyone should see if they haven't the 30 for 30 of Bo Jackson. Uh, you don't know Bo, I think, uh, it's called. And, uh, I'm assuming he's black. Bo ja- <laughs> Do you, know, you don't know Bo Jackson? Bo, Bo Jackson played for both the Raiders and, uh, I believe, the White yeah. Sox. Sorry, I can't remember who the baseball yeah. team was. It was a baseball team. No, it was like the Minnesota Twins or something. might have been... Yeah, I can't, yes, I can't remember who it was, but anyways, uh, he, uh, his career... He might have played for the White Sox. His career ended because he got ta- He was running, and he got tackled, and he, the force of his body running, like the momentum, pulled out and broke his hip. Yeah. And he, his own force b- broke his body. Yeah. Well, who's the quarterback in that famous... Is that Troy Aikman? No, who's the in the famous video? Oh, in the uh, one with uh, Franco Harris? That's uh, Terry Bradshaw, the one and only man. No, no, the one with the broken leg. Broken leg? Oh, I don't know. That very famous one, the 49ers, where he, like, shatters the leg and then never... Oh, Joe Montana. Joe? Joe uh, Maybe. I don't know. Joe Montana had a really nice career. it's the one, uh, it's in the blind side where it's like, that's why you pay the guy so much because he protects the quarterback. I'm not familiar, actually. That's uh, really who's funny. the, mo- the wow. most famous? It was the most famous sack ever, and it broke the guy's leg, and that's... he never played again. Oh, that's why I don't know about him, but I do know that the kid in uh, the blind side is Carl Malone's illegitimate son, which is yeah. true, and everyone should research that. It's absolutely true. <laughs> Oh, dude, I can't believe you don't know who I'm talking about. You barely is know it? Bo Jackson. That blows my mind. No, but, but dude, this is like the most <laughs> obvious thing, and you're the, supposed to be the football guy. You're supposed to be the sp- I mean, come what? on. I don't know the one random dude who broke his leg and never played again. It was you the most famous Bo break Jackson. ever. It changed the fucking game forever. It was why they started paying their fucking left tackles more than anybody on the fucking sport, because it protected the blind spot, blind side. No, they made that mumbo jumbo up so Julia Roberts no, could get a fucking it wasn't, golden It was globe. true. Yeah, it's still no. true. 
anybody that... Ah, around. come on, dude! He broke the leg in like three spots! Or whatever. He never played again. He was so famous. That's How do you not know? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Ah, oh, everybody knows. No, I've never heard of it, ever. See, yeah, I can't even find it on Google. Do you know how... I'm Dude. I can't even Google myself right. Nobody knows. I know. Somebody knows what I'm talking because about. Because do you know how many gruesome, horrifying leg injuries have ended careers? In Who's a 49er? I think it's Joe Montana. <laughs> I think Joe Montana ended his career in the Chiefs, actually, after his Niner career. I could be wrong about mm-hmm. that. but uh, As many knee injuries as there was, more careers were ended by pussy. <laughs> Pussy and drugs. Number I, one career killer. I have no knowledge of this uh phantom player. Ah, uh, oh, is that a phantom guy. player? God damn it. But no no clue, but it's okay. Maybe uh you could do a little uh clip research and pull us up some action on that one. And uh for the next episode. And then we'll be on uh we'll go on another tangent. <laughs> for sports probably end up on like Kyrie or something <laughs> oh it's not Joe Montana it's Joe Heisman that's who you're talking about yeah Joe Heisman he went to go throw he got the, he got hit on the blind side that's why you know what I'm saying that he lost his career because of that broken leg and that was the whole point of it was because you were talking about like guys who are too strong they said that his leg wouldn't have broke but for two factors the cleats dug into the soil, mm-hmm. and his leg, mu- the calf muscle, was too strong. Wow. Yeah. Back to the calf. So, like, the muscles in his body were so strong that, like, you know what I mean? The muscles broke. It seems to always come back to the calf. Like, the calf muscle is what makes what the super athlete, dude. I think I'm going to go get some calf implants. I was just watching this thing, and he was a re- he was like this like old bald like smoky like short fat like uh, yeah yeah, and I he's like a number one like recruiter for the NBA, and he said that he's like eh, the only thing that matters is the ankles. Wow. He goes, you look at the ankles, you look at the calves. That's all you need to know. Apparently, if you got big calves, tiny ankles. Big feet, you're a king. Wow. Uh, in yeah. baseball, Carlos Correa, he's a shortstop. He was on the market. Um, he signed a massive contract with the Giants last week, or he was, and it was for like $360 million for t- something like 12 or 13 years. And then right before they announced it and did the uh, like whole signing thing, you know, the, the ceremony – the Giants backed out, and uh, it was really shocking. And then the Mets signed him for a very for a slightly similar contract. And apparently, uh, in the baseball world, everyone was so you know they thought it was just a total bust. But what came out is that there was some injury the guy suffered, you know, in 2014 in like the AAA leagues that concerned them, and that's why they they backed out at the last minute. And so a lot of the talk in, you know, the interwebs was that 
it was bullshit and really just they got cold feet and they didn't want to sign that kind of long-term contract, blah, 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 all that nonsense. But really, I'm kind of now thinking that was the real deal because you've turned me on to this calf muscle situation with athletes. I'm thinking I want to see this Carlos Correa's calves. Yeah. And That's may- a big thing. Maybe... uh Maybe they had like a really in-depth analysis of the guy's calf muscles, and they're like, "Look, we don't think these calf muscles are up to par for 13 years." <laughs> no, no, but years. it's not only the calf because the calf, like, uh, so it has to do with the ratio of the ankle to calf, right? So if you have no, if you have a real thin ankle, right, your ankle should have nothing on it except bone. Nice, right? Right. So you're saying no cankle. Right. So here's the thing. If you have a real (laughs) fat calf and then a super skinny ankle, Uh, dude, that means you got strong muscles, strong ligaments. That means your fucking legs can move and they can handle it. You know what I mean? Nice. All right. I think that I'm just I'm just going off of, you know, plumber logic. Dr. Mike, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone tunes in for Dr. Mike. (laughs) 